them come. This is their fate. Uh, all right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay, here with my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. Today we got quite a bit to talk about. Um, not sure what happened, but we're starting this over at the two minute mark, so it's not as bad. But we got a lot to talk about, so we're gonna talk about E3, we're gonna talk about the finals, we're gonna talk about Skull and Bones, God of War Valhalla, Lego Fortnite. Fortnite, Fortnite, Insomniac Games, Epic versus Google, couple other things, but we got a lot on the docket, so we're gonna try to get to it quickly as possible. Uh, but before we get started, per usual, Jalen and Josh, tell the people what you've been up to, what you've been doing, how's life going, and what you've been playing. Take two. Take two. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, going off on Spider-Man fans about how they, they <laughs> win no awards. Uh, but but no, I, it is it is funny. People were pointing out that, which I don't think is necessarily true, but PlayStation doesn't get a lot of love at the Game Awards. But I mean, God of War won Game of the Year. And I think Last of Us won some stuff, too. But yeah, like Horizon and Spider-Man didn't get a lot of love at the Game Awards, even the VR game. Uh, that came out this year for Horizon. But anyways, um, my week has been good. Just a, a lot of good uh, video game news coming out. Uh, trying to keep up with it all because uh, next year is looking real packed for like the first quarter. Um, uh, like big games coming out like Final Fantasy and stuff like that. Yes, um, it is. Yeah, but for me, I have not been playing the finals. Um, <laughs> despite all the hype. Uh, I've been playing Call of Duty, the the best shooter out right now. So oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, yeah, Call of Duty um, is still still pretty good. Uh, I think the balancing is in okay place. They got uh, good maps, uh, some good game modes. You still got to deal with like the, the skill based matchmaking and the super sweaty uh, lobbies. But I feel like that with a bigger choice of um, playlist it, it's been a little bit better for me i haven't had as many matches that i feel like are like super sweaty because i can i can play 12v12 or i can play 6v6 or I can play something else um if i'm feeling like it's just you know like headache inducing um mm. yeah other than that uh i haven't started any other games but i'm playing this call of duty campaign right now i'm like halfway through um Nothing really much to say about it. The the open missions are pretty like not boring, but they take place on the um the battle royale map. Like all the missions are battle royale maps. It's just weird, like going through these same places, places. Not, but you yeah. just got voiceovers. Like, are we telling you a story now? Uh, so it's a it's a bit weird. But I'm almost yeah. done with that, and I'll probably move back on to um Divinity so I can actually push through that and then move on to Baldur's Gate. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I've been playing uh, video game-wise. What about you, Jalen? Uh, video game-wise, I mean, it's still the same. I mean, we did our last podcast on Saturday. Um, I mean, playing a little bit of Hyperlight. Uh, I was playing a, a fair amount of Call of Duty task one with some of my boys. Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty. <laughs> What's up with this game? Man, what? <laughs> Not what, what type of guns you been using? 
Assault rifles? I don't know. Some of the guns just don't work. I mean, I'm like, my gun not work. Some of the guns don't work, he say. <laughs> what are you That's talking about? I it, bro. Pulled out the MCW. I'm like, bro, this gun not working, bro. I'm like, I'm not. Just give me my bass beat again, bro. He, yeah, that with the attachment system, you really gotta like build your gun the right way, or it it will feel like really ineffective. And you need attachments, like yeah. I don't even mean to get into a rate about calling. This will be asking and stuff like that, but it, sometimes loving the guns will take too long, and then they want you to put these attachments on there. You used to first get an optic, like that's be like one of the first attachments you would get. Mind you, I ain't been playing Call of Duty like that. You know, I'm used to the older Call of Duty's red dot sight be like the first thing you get. Why do I need to get a gun on level 10 to get one optic on here, bro? Like, yeah, it, it's just, it, it takes too much time and stuff like that, man. Just, it, it get a little annoying. So this is not a game that I'll just be cutting on by myself. I'm like, I'm fine with just getting scraped, getting stepped on. As long as I'm playing with my friends and cracking jokes and stuff like that. <laughs> getting stepped I can't, on. I can't take this game yeah. serious, bro. I literally that can't is- take this game serious. All right, man. All right, all right. But, um, you said what? No, I, the, I agree with that attachment thing. It's too much time investment, and you got to level up other guns to get the, the good attachments to be able to use on your different gun. Um, but that is all part of a pay-to-win like pay system where you can just buy mm-hmm. you know something in the store. It comes pre-equipped with attachments, um, you know, but... Mm. It's trash. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Um, I don't even really care too, too much about it or whatever, if you will. So. But other than that, I mean, like I said, I've been playing a little bit of Hyper. I'm trying to see if I could beat that real quick. The game ain't that long and stuff. Probably about halfway through. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that, that's really about it. Huh? So, not too so, much my way. Very, um, very uneventful, yeah. huh? Yeah. yeah. Very. Well, I mean, hopefully... Hyperlight, because you're saying I, I heard you talking about like the dashing and, and like the puzzles and stuff like that a little bit. Yeah, no, nah, it's just I, I could it's, it's, it, I could tell they were just trying to not make you feel the game. I don't think the game too too hard, but I could see certain things that they like one wanted to feel like too powerful or anything like that because I could see how the dash could be like real real powerful. So in addition to being able to have to having a once you buy the dash or whatever, you got to be able to time the dash right um so mm-hmm. it's create a little bit of stress when you got different enemies and they fight you a certain way and stuff like that you still got to time your dash on top of that once you hit it like second like i think the second or third time you can crash in the walls um yeah so if you crash in the wall you get stunned the regular dash you don't get stunned or whatever and then on top of that you can slide after you dash a couple times because you need to slow down and then that slide could lead you into like danger and stuff like that. So I mean, it's not something that's prone. I just thought it was interesting that you get this upgrade and this upgrade come with ramifications and stuff like that. So it's like they they're not prevalent ramifications, it's just the fact that ramifications is is present when the first one didn't have any ramifications. So um yeah. it just felt a little artificially with it. But I mean it's cool though. I remember getting stuck on like a ice puzzle where you had to dash, but you slide after, so those that stuff you was talking about just like make it worse or make it more difficult you know they they try and be creative with with it and not let you just do anything all willy-nilly but yeah <laughs> yeah like no nah, that's too easy it's too much of an upgrade like let's let's limit it somehow and give it a drawback like you don't have to but um but yeah yeah 
So I I, I think um yeah, I think that there's a there's a there's like those some mechanics can be fun and some mechanics can be just super super like really annoying. <laughs> I I never played Hyperlight Drifter, so um I know like with Fury, I remember that game, they had a really annoying way they kind of made you dodge. So I kind of didn't like it, but at the same time it's like a mechanic that's also meant to uh challenge your timing. And that's Sometimes those timing-based ones be they make they, they feel a little off, especially with whatever button they might be matched to. Uh, sometimes, so I get what you're saying there too. Um, but I never play a hyperlight drift. Interesting though. Interesting. interesting, interesting. Um, I ain't been doing much. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I've been playing the same old games. I mean, I'm I'm in Mass Effect. I'm having fun. Um, and spoiler, I don't like Ashley. Uh, Ashley is a <laughs> racist woman right now in Mass Effect One. Did you uh, hopefully? Oh, go ahead. Did you hear her say what she what she say about uh, aliens on the Citadel? <laughs> nah, I ain't hear her say nothing about the aliens on the Citadel. I just heard her say about oh girl okay. when I was like when I told her about her, I was like, listen, she my girl. She blue, but she my girl. And he and uh, and she said something like. At least she looks human or something like I said, man, you racism. <laughs> I yeah. was like, dog, <laughs> you just talk too much. Shut up sometimes. So, like I said, you you get an option to kill one of them. She survived it. She survived the option to kill um, between the two characters. Uh, but, yeah, she's just racist. That's that's all you can say. I mean, she's a, a human, uh, entitled. Hopefully she gets better over time. In the other upcoming games, obviously these characters have to grow. I like these characters right now. I want to see what they look like in three. So, yeah, I've been enjoying Mass Effect. That's that's probably my little. Um, it's 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 been like on my Steam Deck the entire time. I haven't switched it or nothing. Like like I said, the Steam Deck has become officially the Mass Effect game because I can just pause it, pick it up again, and I'm right in the middle of something. When I'm with the kids or when I'm like going to go to bed, I can just pick it up and keep playing it. So that's what I've been playing it on. And that's what I'm I'm really enjoying that um, ability to do that. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've been really playing. What, um, about Mass Effect, what I, I know you say you did the the mission with uh, Liara's mom, uh, mm-hmm. the matriarch, and you did Vormir. Um, what's the other one that you did? Was it like the colony Pharos or I think it was Pharos, yeah. The colony where you had to go in and you had to Yeah, and they had like um those weird um I let her I let the Queen live. I I, I looked it up. I didn't look up too much, but I let the Queen live. Um so I did do that option too, or I let the little bug queen live. I don't know if that's going to bite me in the butt later. I just looked up. Is there, I said, is it bad to leave this later? And they said, I think it was like very neutral. I just left it alone. I didn't read too much into it, but I was like, I'm going to just let her live. Cause I wanted to let her live. I was like, man, is she going to yeah. kill my team or something? Cause they said it's a, it's a, it's, it's some freaking, um, it's something that you can choose. And I think you might've pushed that on me. Now that I'm, now I'm second guessing all my, my things. Cause you said, there's one thing you can choose that will kill your team. And I was like, what the heck is it? Now I'm thinking everything going to kill my team. So, um, 
So yeah, that was one of them I looked up. I was like, man, is she gonna kill my team or something? But no, it was neutral. So, um, but yeah, that was another one of those. And then, uh, I think that's about it. I mean, Mass Effect's been out for a while. If you ain't played it, you like me crazy. Cause I just, honestly, I just left left it alone. I didn't think I was gonna like it. I'm thoroughly enjoying Mass Effect One, and like I said, I'm gonna probably push through. I did try Dragon Dogma, did not land with me and that's simply because i don't understand it and i was like i don't have the time to try to figure it out either i was like if it ain't click in the first mm-hmm. 15 20 minutes i'm done so it didn't click but i might give it another shot later on um but right now i was like i'm probably too invested in mass effect to try to give something a uh, three hours of my time right now probably like yeah. 40 minutes and if it don't catch me it's not going to happen right now so uh, not saying it's a bad game, just saying it didn't catch me in the first 40. Probably is something you have to learn a lot more about the mechanics and get to a space where you now have a lot of like combos and things like that. But right now, it's just not not for me. Um, but I, I, I don't think I had nothing else. That was it. Um, just been a Mass Effect. So that's been fun. You know, a lot of crazy stuff happening. But we, what we're going to do now is we're going to introduce some topics and I'm going to let y'all take the lead on that so first thing we're going to talk about and um that's going to be that e3 dying uh if you if you would go ahead and read their (laughs) their their final tweet this is so weird i just don't get it but i mean they they're closing it i'm gonna let i'm gonna let you take it josh let introduce this what's what's happening with e3 uh yeah I'm trying to pull up the, the tweet, but as y'all know, E3 has been down and out for the last what five, six years. Uh, I don't even remember the last like really good one in person when they had. Yeah, it was definitely before um, COVID, uh, mm-hmm. their last like in person uh, event. Um, but yeah, as of today, e- why is it four hundred four forbidden? What the heck? <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to pull up the. Uh, the tweet, yeah. The tweet, yeah. <laughs> After more than two decades of EP, each one bigger than the last, it's time to say goodbye. Thanks for the memories. And that <laughs> that's it. <laughs> hey, I was I was reading that and I said, "Huh? Y'all ain't gonna say nothing else?" So I I, I really wanted to figure out if they like literally just didn't say anything else. And yeah, that is it. So if you go to their website, Josh, it's just that statement again. And you can't click on nothing. It's a HTML, G. That's crazy. <laughs> so um Yeah. What was your I, I, I know you guys weren't big, but I was, so I'm gonna let y'all talk about it from that perspective. What are your thoughts on E3 canceling? Um I mean like like you said before, I think E3 was a like was the best place for like game news all in like one place, and it also offered a ex- something to look forward to. Like if you ever traveled to that area when they were having it, like E3 would be the perfect event to go through because a lot of events like the Game Awards or like you know the Sony event or Microsoft event, those are more private like industry things. Whereas E3, they did have an element where uh, it's open to the public, and you having you know the big developers be there and also the public be there 
uh, is is cool and gay so that you don't get from anything else. Um, that being said, as far as like the leader and as far as like um, news and like just presenting a good event, I think it, that fell to the wayside a long time ago. Like I've seen a bunch of stories about developers like being unhappy about being at E3 and how they're treated and how things are run. And same thing with the public, where it's like tickets are probably expensive and it's hard to actually do anything there. Like the lines are three, four, five hours long. So it, it probably became unmanageable and they weren't making any money on it. So I I think it, it makes sense for it to go. Like every everything moves digital. Everybody has their own live streams. Um, I can get basically the same experience from the Game Awards wet. And it's all in one place. I don't have to watch it for like six, seven days in a row. Uh, so I will, I will miss like watch, you know, getting up. I mean, so I will say, I don't think the Summer Games Fest has the same feeling as, as E3. Nah. Um, but E3, I guess it, it couldn't do it anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. What's your, what, what, about you, what's, I mean, what about you, Jalen? I mean, you know, back then, E3 used to be kind of cool. You know, it's the summertime and stuff like that. You out of school. Um, we was out of school when E3 came out. Like, um, you know, it'd be cool to hear about those. You said what? It was like June-ish, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I mean, it was, like, cool to see that, you know, especially, like, in high school and stuff like that. Uh, see different games. You see the little trailers and all that type of stuff. Like, all that stuff was cool. And then, I mean, you got the aspect that, you know, you get a little bit more aware. Like Josh said, how people was treated, the practicality, like it was, it sounded cool to go through, like, oh, E3 and all that type of stuff. But seeing how things are like digital and you can stream stuff and, you know, just really trying to go there and stuff like that. I mean, aside from just the being aesthetic of being there, that would be cool. Um, but the practicality of it, it just don't seem like it's, it's that much of a, a viable option on where like, it ain't no sense in paying a whole bunch of money to go get the same experience that you're going to get elsewhere, like if you're going to watch it at home, because you're not going to be able to do anything at E3 for real anyway, and because of the lines and all that type of stuff. So I stopped caring for E3 after a certain point in time, I think maybe after like 2015, 2016, and I think the pandemic probably put a lot of stress on the whole <laughs> conference uh, <laughs> in general. Right? <laughs> so, I mean... I, I think it was, I mean, I, I ain't going to say I'm going to miss it. I, I can't say I'm going to miss it. So. But, yeah, I think it's probably the better option, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will miss it. It's more of the simple fact that you, there was a space where people could, like, come and, you know, gather and talk about gaming and, like, a, a shared location i forget i feel like that was a big deal because of how media was first presented to the world like we when when you first had to break a game or break something you had to like bring it to e3 because no pe- most people wasn't you know having so much access to a lot of different types of outlets that will provide coverage of said game for free sometimes you had to subscribe to these places in order for you to actually get knowledgeable information on a game you're anticipating so e3 was a lot more of a bigger stage 
for people to break a game or get presented a present a game um and have a lot of people have eyes on it for anticipation for when it does release um unfortunately that a lot of the media just take that away from us and that's fine there's a lot of ways to you know upgrade and change and still be relevant um it it's it's tough when you see e3 go away and then you see what they're doing with the game awards he's trying to make the game awards into e3 by taking away the game awards in general it might as well just be called the gaming show because it really wasn't a, a game awards so it's starting to make things that he's presenting become more than what it needs to be because there's no other outlet for these types of games to be shown in a special way or at least in front of a large audience um the killing of e3 tells me exactly why why the game awards was presented in that way this year the killing of next this next year is going to be even worse because there is no anticipation there is nothing obviously if microsoft has a a booth it's a big deal but because now they're attached to so many different large companies activision blizzard uh and um you know bethesda these things become way more significant for their updates so it's just going to be like xbox is going to do their own thing sony's going to do their own thing nintendo has always been doing their own thing with the direct and there is nothing that kind of brings together in a uh a moment in time where people can gather and talk about some of their favorite consoles games and uh and what they what they are anticipating in the future so i it is a little you know tough to tough to tough to see but um is it is it is it expected yes i just i just it's tough for me to see it because i really wanted to go i was only the one i was one of the uh, yeah, I was probably out of all three of us. I was the one that wanted to actually go to this thing and, and kind of participate in it. You know, take extra deodorant because you know they get smelly. <laughs> uh, so many, so many dudes. I'll be washing up, man. I'm just telling you what it is. Uh, but games, man, we need a shower. <laughs> I don't know. You know, human decency. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It's 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 funny that you know it's now. To the point where you just don't have it. So this little after more than two decades of E3 time to say goodbye with this little stupid, you know, video playing in the background. That's just not enough for me. It just feels so like, you know, trapped. Like, I don't know what they were doing over there, but I feel like this could have been easily um, fixed. I just think that there is expos that are still being put on that are still in person that. I don't know. I just feel like I don't know what was going on there and they didn't change with the times or I don't know whatever happened that would cause this, but it just feels like a, like a miss. Um, so I'm hoping that it comes back in a different format. I'm hoping that someone else takes the you know mantle there. Um, it could be Jeff, but you know, I don't, I want him to keep, uh, doing what he's doing, but I also want him to, you know, take the criticism and really change what he's doing over there as well. Um, the Game Awards, in a lot of ways, was a great, a good show, but at the same time, it wasn't a good award show. So, there's just a lot to to take in and and, and kind of fix. Um, but yeah, would y'all be open to to going to a a E3 
variant in the future? Or is that is that time has come and passed? I mean, I say that I would have been more inclined younger. Um, but you know, if if y'all around and you know what I'm saying, that I would I'll be willing to go. It'd be a secondary thing. It wouldn't be the main thing. That's what that's what that's what I'm getting. It's based like yeah, if we just hanging out in California or something and this happened to be a part of that time frame, I walk in with y'all. <laughs> That's that's what it sounds like with the odor. It would make sense, uh, but yeah, it, it is a secondary component. Yes, we gotta I, go to uh, Tokyo Game Show. Oh my goodness, I, that that one concerns me even more because I don't. I, I did not enjoy my time in Tokyo, but it, it, it's it's probably just oh, yeah, one it, experience. It's people, it, yeah, yeah, it's just one experience. But at the same time, I'm like. One's enough, but um, yeah, I do want to still take yeah, the bullet train, the not the kidnap bus. Um, I do want to get on the bullet train for once. Uh, so I mean, it's an option. But I think um, I think I did kind of was leaning more towards a new a new E three experience than um, the Tokyo Game Show. But you know what? I might just go to Germany and do um, what's it? What's it called? Dang, I can't remember the name now. Da, 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 da. Gamescom. That's the one I was looking at. Uh, but yeah. That one's still up and running. So, we'll see. Uh, but anything else on E3 before we switch it to Jalen to talk to, to the finals? Anything on E3? No? No, that's the final thing I got to say about E3. <laughs> Man, we know you love that finals, Jalen. Tell her, talk, talk to us about that finals. What's how they been doing? Man, before we start, man, they ain't finished. Just say that. Nah, that's fine. Nah, I mean, y'all know how. If y'all heard the episode, um, I forgot how many weeks ago it was, but Probably like two uh, I mean, the prior. finals the same like they doing all right, like. Um, obviously the IGN review ain't out yet right now. It's still in progress. Some other places have said, you know, certain things about it. For the most part, I mean, it's been cool. I don't know what changed people's opinions and stuff like that because, I mean, I felt like, I feel like when I was watching the Game Awards, when they first mentioned something about the finals, like the chat started just like, man, trash, 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 like dog in the game, all that stuff like that. I'm like, dang, bro. Like, I mean, you know, um, but now people seem to be giving the game a little bit more praise. If you go to comment sections and stuff like that, some people would diss the game and try to compare it to other things, um, stuff like that. So um, personally, I haven't actually turned the finals back on because, uh, I mean, my friends be busy. And, and I don't, I'm don't. i going to be honest with you, I think one of the uh, weak points of the game is if you try to go in by yourself, I'm not fully well-versed with all the modes or if they add it other modes in there so i'm speaking from like a from the beta perspective and stuff like that but um if you playing that game by yourself or three on three on three then you're probably not gonna find as much enjoyment because it's gonna be less coordinated usually when you got tighter teams and stuff like that it requires a little bit more coordination and what you're gonna go into the game trying to start talking to people probably not gonna have the best experience um or you can be like Josh, be like, I played this game a number of times, this game bare bones, and ain't got nothing to add. I can play better versions of other games, like, 
people keep talking about comparing it to Rainbow Six. I mean, I get that, but I think the game just had a a different um it's like a different variant, a less serious and version of like Rainbow Six. I feel like Rainbow Six, you still need to be good at what you gotta do. Finals, granted, we was getting stepped on, we was getting scraped and stuff like that. You can you can you can do different things and play with like different weight classes and stuff like that to try to make it so you're not as you don't have to be like that twitchy, good aiming Call of Duty player and stuff because of all the stuff you can do. Obviously, you still got to aim as a first-person shooter, but um, it just add a little bit other things and would have been strongly objective-based. The emphasis isn't getting kills. The kills just supplement what you're trying to do, but you can still win without getting a lot of kills and stuff like that or just be going off. So, um, I mean, it sounds like the game straight. I mean, I'm curious to see how it progresses in the future and stuff like that. Um, I probably won't buy the battle pass. I'm not gonna lie to you, but um, <laughs> I did enjoy, like I said, different things about the game. Whether it's like the yeah. it's a shooter in a coliseum type thingy, um, like a game show type feel with the the music. I keep telling you know everybody that this game is it almost looked like uh what's that show called the movie The Purge with everybody little costumes and different things and yeah. people shooting at each other to kind of give that feel, but it still felt lighthearted because of the edm elevator type music and stuff like that that'd be like going on and i, I honestly like that aspect about the game i feel like it's real kind of like light-hearted and it's kind of it kind of gets you riled up and stuff because it felt like a, a huge crowd watching you and you know things like that and i kind of like that feel with some of the stuff um mm-hmm. so but yeah okay well, I, I think the, the the core elements of it is the shooting, the movement, and the uh, design, destruction are are good and decent. I think the gameplay has gotten a lot tighter from the gameplay I've been watching. I haven't played it for myself yet, but the gameplay feels like it got tighter, and the uh, or at least the guns um, and the movement got a little bit better. Um, and you know the the tournament version, they have a lot a lot more unique locations in it versus what we were playing i think we were playing the cash cash out or something mode the tournament mode has a lot of more unique dynamic things to it so we should definitely give it a shot try out the tournament mode and um, go from there but the destruction is the key i think that's really what's making everybody consider it next gen but it's just it's destruction but i think it's cool from that perspective um all right josh Give it to us. Um, what you've been saying, has any other reviews changed your mind? You st- are you still on that um you still on that boat? <laughs> uh no, I mean ever since y'all explained it that you want something different, and I think I can accept it from that point. The the stuff I'm familiar with, like playing first person shooters, like I don't get that feeling where it can compete with what I played from like when I'm familiar with, but like when it comes to new mechanics, new game modes, new like feel or style, that's okay. Cause I've seen some people saying the reason they like it is that it, one, it feels fresh. And then two, we can compare it to a game like Call of Duty, which is very like, I think all shooters are twitchy, but especially Call of Duty is a specific type of like flavor where it's like, you're gonna run around the corner and you're going to see that person and you're like you literally like got like milliseconds to like aim at them and shoot them and kill them or 
you dead like basically instantly that's all it is and it, and it's less options to try to take on battles and approach things like that and that's why i don't like it after yeah. playing games like destiny overwatch the finals all these other games i'm like i got other ways of trying to beat somebody who's just they faster reaction time they've been playing this game like their muscles work better than me at this game and i just can't do it like i'm not finna invest yeah. that time but and so the finals is a little bit different where, you know, you're running around on jump pads, shooting at people. And that's a different flow, like time to kill is slower uh, with the end of destruction and like the other things that you get, like the grappling hook that can make it more fun. I I think when I look at it from that way, it, it seems like it'd be OK, because like I do like Titanfall and Titanfall is also very different. From like that Call of Duty feeling as well, where you're running around and you're doing all, all this extra stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know aesthetically and like gameplay wise, I don't li- like how it feels. Uh, one other thing I did see is that um, I think a lot of people who do like this game, I don't know what it is, how it's doing on console, but on PC, a lot of PC players like this game because it it runs well on PC for one, but also it's a game that is like keyboard and mouse focused. Because uh, a lot of people are comparing it to like Apex and Call of Duty, where those games are are for one focus on console, but you also can play it um, with a keyboard and mouse. And the difference is how it feels, like how the aiming feels, how the movement ties into that. Like you're gonna be swinging on a grappling hook and like shooting and spinning around super quickly. Like that stuff is built for keyboard and mouse. And so I think that's one reason why it's popular. There's not a lot of shooters that um, still target keyboard and mouse as the first, uh, like in mind as the first control type, I'll say. Because like Destiny is a is a controller shooter, Call of Duty, you know, a lot of these big shooters, especially like Halo and stuff like that are focused on uh, controllers. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people talk about turning off crossplay so that they plan on if they're playing on console because it, it's, you're just getting whooped because it's not really a competition. It's not competitive because it's like they're just steamrolling you. So uh, what I will say about PC is that I felt a lot better playing it on PC than I did on my uh, console. I felt like it was a lot slower on the console. So um I can say from, you know, first you know, for, uh, hands-on experience that I do feel that way as well, where the council, the council has a disadvantage simply because of movement and style of movement and like FOV and all that good jazz. I think there's just like a, a disadvantage for um, council. And I don't, I don't feel that normally when I'm playing like Call of Duty or something like that. I think the council people can still have a chance. Um, with the aggressive, you know, uh, the the aggressive aim assisting. Um, I don't think that's like the case in this game. So a lot of people were on, on the Reddit and talking about it. Said, "Hey, turn off crossplay. You'll have a much better matches. But if you got people playing on multiple um, platforms, it's gonna be tough." So that might be something to think about. I mean, the game is obviously free. So if we want to play on console, we might want to all switch over to console. Or if we want to play on PC, um, I think it might be a difficult time for the council player. So that's something to think about, too. So I have seen a lot of that discourse. Uh, but yeah, OK, well, I mean, I'm glad that we kind of brought it to the light. I think that the finals is a great game. 
um i don't think it's like the best thing i've played in a long time a lot of people are saying it's the next coming of like arena shooters i i I don't agree with that entirety i still think uh halo is the best arena shooter out right now um from you know modes to quality of the game to matchmaking to the feel of the guns um and everything like that we just don't play it but i think i still think halo infinite has the the crown for arena shooter right now um but you know there's there's yet to be seen on whether or not this can can, can over to, to to overcome that and you, you know so um any last thoughts on the finals before we move on Uh, when when y'all gonna play it? I know Jalen ain't uh, buying that battle pass, but you gotta support him. Support your boys. Um, sure, I, I be I, I play it whenever I, I showed that last week, and then a previous week, and then a previous week. I mean, I play it whenever, man. I mean, you know, I be really prefer to play Overwatch. You know what I'm saying? I I think the finals could be a good game, but don't let y'all don't let me convince y'all that. Is better than Overwatch, so I'd rather play that versus Overwatch. I'm just trying to put a different flavor in my mouth just so I could have uh, something. Pause like, that. Uh, but yeah. Uh, 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 but yeah. <laughs> I just had to say it. <laughs> he said, oh my goodness, don't do that. My bad, G. You're right, you're right. My masculinity is too fragile. Uh, but yeah. Uh, okay. I think having... Uh, Having another option is always good. So, uh, but all right, let's move on. Let's go to Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones is having a um. It's gonna be a quick one, honestly. Skull and Bone is having a <laughs> up. They they having like a little closed beta. I signed up. We'll see how it goes. Honestly, um. I was really intrigued by a, you know, battleship focused game, but then I realized they don't have any land combat, which kind of made me wonder, like, okay, how much can you get out of a game which doesn't have land combat and you don't have any like real looting or some type of you're just upgrading your ship, right? How much of a game is that? So I think that's what their kind of concern was. So I want to see what the beta is and what to see what they have done with the game and how what have they changed. Honestly, I don't expect much. I don't think that they're going to be doing a lot. Um, hopefully we can talk about it as I play it so I can kind of come back and talk to you guys about it if I'm if I'm actually allowed to play it. But um, for the most part, Skull and Bones, you guys. Um, I don't think you guys really cared about the game, but... Is there a is there anything that Skull and Bones can do to make y'all want to play this game? That's a very simple question, I guess. Yes or no? Really. I mean, y'all can explain it, but uh, you want to take this one, Jayla? Oh, <laughs> uh, you take it away first. Well, I I mean, my comical standpoint, they just need to get a new developer. So, uh, or oh yeah, you think the Ubisoft is the problem? <laughs> when has they not been a problem? <laughs> But anyway, I'm a, y'all can have a more serious take. Go ahead, Josh. I don't have a super serious take for this one. I'll say, like, I'll play it with friends, but I don't like pirates. So I don't care. <laughs> what? What you don't like about pirates? I don't I, like pirates. I, I, I think pirates is... 
lane. <laughs> oh my god. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was looking like, hold on, no, hold on. He must, he must, I was like, what you talking I about? Never, yeah, like, I mean, I'm not that big on Cowboys either, but like, I think Red Dead was fun. But I, I prefer <laughs> space stuff. I don't care about pirates. I'll be a space pirate, but I don't care about singing sea shanties and... Uh, a smelly old man on the boat. Uh, okay. <laughs> man, who, who, he has the scurvy. Who hurt you, man? What's what's wrong with pirates? I, okay, you said they're lame. Got it. But you you never like you never like avoided a, a movie or a show because it was pirates based, did you? No, I mean Pirates of the Caribbean was straight. Um, I never like when I think about it. If like if I think about Halo, like. Oh, it would be fun to live not not fun, but if I, I lived in this world like with all these abilities, oh that'd be fun. But then I put myself in the shoes of a pirate, it's like what is fun about <laughs> you know, being on the boat for three months, smelly and stink uh, sweaty and Catching disease. Like, disease, hey. don't nobody bring me thief. Uh I you know <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, I got you, I got you. No, 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 that, 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 that makes sense. I guess I was just more from the front uh, standpoint of, okay, yeah, they smelly, they stink, whatever. But the the most people, most all a pirate is, is a thief. It's just on the seas. So I just think, <laughs> I just think any thievery will probably be veto. But I think it's more so the cadence of how pirates are portrayed. Uh, like you, I don't think you'll get mad at watching One Piece, would you? Because it's not like a real pirate thing, right? Or is it like still that's a no go because it's pirates? I mean, no, I don't like when One Piece is is fantasy, is anime, so I don't think about it in like real world terms. But yeah, I don't, I don't think like you know, Captain, blah blah blah. I don't really care about the aesthetic of a pirate, like. Um, uh. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, it's just not as like interesting. But at the same time, like, like I said, I don't really like cowboys that much either. But when it comes to Red Dead and, and stuff like that, it captured that like thievery and like outlaw feeling where you, you know, robbing the train and, and uh, you know, trying to escape like that. That seems fun and interesting. It's just I don't really see that same level of excitement personally when it comes to a lot of pirate stuff. It's more like, you know, Ship battles, maybe you might swing over to the other ship and fight a little bit with your sword, but it doesn't seem as exciting uh, for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that being yeah. said, I played yeah. Assassin's Creed games. I played some pirate uh, aspects in other games. I do like the ship combat in some ways, but I, I don't know if I want a whole game of it. So if it's a beta, if it's free to play, I might give it a try. But like, I, I won't. I'm not gonna buy Stormlands. No pirate game. This is way better. Uh, this is a way better unpacking uh, than to talk about Skull and Bones, but we'll get back to that. What about you, Jalen? What's, uh, what's your take on Skull and Bones? The serious take. The serious take. Let me hear it. <laughs> okay. The serious take is that if you be something that makes that was a funny one and a serious <laughs> one, but um, the secondary one, I mean, I thought the concept would be cool. I mean, I kind of like the art, matey, you know, pirates, you know, didn't get to be scurvy. You know, I just, you know, they like vitamin C and get the scurvy. But anyway, um, I don't know, man. I mean, the game just didn't seem like it was 
that interesting. Like, um, I remember, I remember seeing some. That game got pushed back, right? The multiple times, dude. Yep. Multiple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say because I remember looking at the review or not review, but like you know trailers and stuff like that. And I remember one of the biggest things that you had pointed out it ain't no ground combat. I'm like, man, I'm playing virtual battleship, bro. Like, you sunk my battleship. <laughs> Not just like, but it, it just it just don't seem like it, it would be super like interesting. I mean, just driving around the ship and I mean, obviously the other components and stuff to it. But from a little bit I seen I remember just sitting, I'm like, bro, this this game of snooze fest. And they I feel bad because they excited talking about this game and stuff. And I'm like, bro, this mother like cheeks, dog. Like I'd rather have my leg cut off and have a peg leg at this point because the game was I go be a real pirate, bro. Yeah. But, um yeah. It, no, I it get looking engaging. It just don't look engaging. That's as simple as that. I think I I I I I wanted a pirate game, but I know this ain't the one. And that's sad because it ain't even came out yet. But I think that's the sentiment of a lot of people. It's just that even if you were interested in the pirate world, like I really like Black Flag. That's probably one of my favorite Assassin's Creed games. And it was all based around pirates, but it wasn't like a a generic pirate story, in my opinion. It just felt like a little bit more engaging. Plus, the you know, the, con- the ship combat was very new. It wasn't like stale. I haven't seen it multiple times in it, different iterations over like Black Flag was that was that one. And it had a lot to do with slavery. It was like a lot of different, you know, real world components to why, what pirates were and, and why they um why they were why they kind of had their point in time and why it mattered. So I like that, but having a whole game based around that, but not truly having a set like uh like they really needed to set the dynamic or like set the um stage for it to be presented in a better way. Like there had to be a anchor there, like a character, a real character that they created in this world to show me why skull and bones mattered, why this world and this story mattered, why I wanted to continue to play and for them to go into this whole MMO before they even did that. Like they Black Flag was, I guess, was their their attempt, but everybody didn't play Black Flag. I think Ubisoft should have stepped back and made a more personal story in regards to the sea in this combat, and then spent that off and had an additional component there for multiplayer. Like I needed a hook to get me to play the other parts. Like there is no hook right now. Like I don't, I'm not interested in just con, you know, ship combat. It has to be more. And I don't think they have more. And I think they're trying to build it on the fly. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the more. And I'm looking for, in, in, you know, something, you know, intriguing or engaging. But um, it ain't going to be no Pirates of the Caribbean DLC. It has to be truly something that shows that they are putting in the effort to tell a good story. Or tell something that that's not just, you know, the day-to-day monotony. I, 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 I I have enough games and they do it a lot better. Like Diablo is the better game for a looter shoot looter game. I understand you're, you're, you're playing a totally different and you're doing ships instead of this, but at the end of the day, you're just doing combat. You have to figure out a way to differentiate yourself and it ain't just going to have it being on a boat. You know, it has to be unique. And, and, um, it can come out and it could be like real twisted metal ish. Like it's arcadey, but it's fun. They could do that. 
But I don't see that happening either. It seems like it's trying to go for a realism thing. So there is no in between here. It's either make a great story to combine with your realistic looking game or go a different way and start to build out the arcadic part of it and like or I mean arcadey part of it and really show how fun and engaging this gen this ship combat can be. Because right now you telling me I can put on like a I could be a bracer and I could become the one that really breaks the ships. Oh, oh, gee, fun, fun, fun. It's just not that fun. It's not that interesting. So they need to figure out a way to hook people. And um, what they have shown as of now is just ain't it. Uh, any final thoughts on that before we move on? Anything y'all want to mention? Add to the skulls and yeah, bones? Uh, I was going to say they definitely need if I would be more interested if it was just a completely fantasy like um, pirate game where you fight in the Kraken, you fight in uh, the Urbosa and the uh, you know uh, pirate zombies and stuff like that. Like I think that Sea of Thieves had an interesting idea with actually including that stuff in the regular gameplay, but mm -hmm. I just didn't like the overall aesthetic and gameplay of the game. So mm -hmm. personally, I'd be more interested in that. Whereas like uh, Skull and Bones going for more realistic like ship management, ship combat, I'm not really you know that interested in it. So uh, like you said, you'll check out the beta. Um, hopefully, you got some good impressions of it. But that's all for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, let's move on then to uh, God of War Valhalla. Um, did you guys, you saw stuff about this, right? You, you saw the like trailer that they put out for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, the good thing is that they added a lot of story beats to it. Um, they added a lot of him going through his journey in this roguelike mode. So I think it's really cool that they have did that and, and it's showing and like the gameplay and like who you fighting and stuff like that. I think that's really cool too. Um, I always like the God of War combat, so I'm really interested in seeing what they can do with it with like the like the additional power ups and perks and stuff like that to make it fun and engaging. Um, they actually mentioned some of the uh, challenges to be as so difficult that none of the devs were able to beat it or conquer it yet. So that's interesting to see. I want to kind of see well, who who humbles them and who makes them feel like. Um, yeah, like they, they suck at their own game because. I know somebody gonna do it in the next like twenty four hours more than likely. There's somebody out there crazy and that's gonna be able to challenge themselves to complete it. But um some of my most popular videos were me going through and talking through like the killing some of the Valkyries. So um this might be something intriguing to kind of put on the stream and just kind of play through. Um so it it might be something I just kinda of make it a little event too. But um God of War, Valhalla. I know you played the first one, Josh. Jalen, I know you ain't played none of them. Does a roguelike DLC change your opinion? <laughs> let, let me hear it. Is, is it. Are you finally going to pick up a copy of God of War Ragnarok? Um, I mean, I... I still want to play Valhalla. Uh, 
Oh, no, no, Scott. not Valhalla. Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yep. Yeah, I still want to play Ragnarok. Um, this DLC is not going to make me pick up a PS5 uh, uh, or a seventy-dollar Call of War game, but I'll play it on PC. Uh, I think that the Valhalla DLC is is good though, because I hear a lot of people are happy with the improvements to the God of War combat in um, Ragnarok, Two. which was kind of my only like real complaint was like the the combat in the first one got old pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, always adding more story to it because this God of War game is is really franchise is really dependent on like the quality of his story. So I'm glad that they added more to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll play it eventually. Uh, just waiting on PlayStation, you know. Yeah, I think the the PC version will probably come out next year sometime. Um, I think they want to do the same thing they do like with like that that you know Rockstar does. They want to give it a year to breathe and then kind of put it out again, a definitive edition. Um, but they have you know broken that a little bit. Uh, but uh, most of their games they have in that year time frame. Ragnarok is probably one of their more flagships, so they haven't yet because I know they did Rift Apart pretty quickly. Um, so I'm assuming that next year we're going to get a Ragnarok deal uh, drop. Um, sometime in mid mid year, more than likely. So, uh, be on the lookout for that. I mean, Jalen, um, this ain't this ain't changing your mind, right? I think this is pretty much, you know, no sweat off your back. It's just kind of, I'm glad they did it. I guess. I mean, let me let you talk. What do you think about this extra fun DLC they gave us for free? Uh, I mean, I ain't gonna lie and say it's changing my mind, even though I like to joke around and stuff like that. If it's tempting as it was, I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it ain't gonna change my mind. I think God of War, cool game and stuff like that. And I remember all the time when we talked about they reduced a lot of the gore and stuff like that. Um, but I probably, I mean, I ain't got the time to play it. So, or I, I don't want to make the time to play it. I should say that's the we all got 24 hours. So, Gotcha. Yeah. It's cool think, that they did that, though. No, absolutely. I think the kudos is simply that they did it. I don't think it's really going to change anybody's perspective um, on what the, what the game is and who's going to play it. It's just more so. Nice that they did it. I think that that's more of the cadence that I want to see from them. And I do want to get a proper DLC. Um, but I think what they did here is just nice to kind of give us a, a taste of some of the different things that they can kind of create in this world. And it's, it's, it's literally a roguelike. So it'd be fun to kind of play that and, you know, die and keep going and getting better. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by it and I'm definitely going to give it a shot. Um, it's just really hard to go back to games. I don't know. I don't know if it's, it's just me, but I think for y'all too, maybe sometimes when you're done with a game and you put it down, you don't tend to want to go back to it quickly. You know, it's like it's even if they put out some banger stuff like I haven't beat the horizon. I wanted to play it. And even if they put out some decent stuff, it's like I put it down now and now I'm just like I'm on to something new. But even though that new thing isn't probably going to be as good as that. <laughs> so I don't know. It's weird. In my brain, I'd be sitting there thinking like, okay, I could definitely have beaten Horizon. I know I'm probably going to have a fun time with this DLC. I just haven't made the time for it. We're going to have... Yeah, I, no, we, let's, go ahead. 
No, I was just about to add on. I mean, we had talked about it in one of the things with the um in one of the podcasts, especially with like the DLC wants something a little bit more streamlined versus something that feels like it's added on. Um, mm-hmm. despite if they just put a paywall and this is already part of the game, it's just that aspect of when you put the game down for six months or whatever. We say four, five, six, seven months, and I just like <laughs> when you put that down and stuff like that and trying to come back to it, it's like not only do I need to just go back and like play the game and stuff like that, I gotta kind of learn how to play the game. Oh yeah, like I oftentimes when I come back and play a game with some DLC, but oh yeah, I forgot I did have this or that. I have my stuff set up like this, and you know it don't be it don't it don't feel the same or whatever. Like it just it kind of felt like I'm doing a chore sometimes, and I don't necessarily feel like that, which is why I be hesitant about a lot of DLC and things like that. Because I mean, I, I felt the same way I had. I literally never beat Frozen West or whatever. I started playing it and I just kind of like, I mean, I'm on the other things and I kind of don't have to play it. And um, not Frozen West, but um, whatever the Frozen DLC was Wilds. for the first horizon. Yeah. Frozen, Frozen Wilds, yeah. So just stuff like that. I mean, I was like that with Breath of the Wild. So I, I kept saying, I'm going to go back and play it. I cut it on, but like, you don't got to play this game. Cut this off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that, I think that is a, 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 a telling sign to the times about how we play games is that they can't captivate us again. They kind of get through the understand, learn, relearn their mechanics to enough to want us to play the DLC. Like there's only a certain handful of games that uh, I have actually went back and beat the DLC after a long period of time of waiting. If I didn't buy the game with the DLC and then just go right into the DLC it's really tough for me to go back and play the game for the DLC. The only ones that we really do is like, like you know, the Souls-like games because that's muscle memory and it's like so... It's been the way, same way for every game that you don't need to go back and relearn a lot. It's like your timing, but not really because you, you it's muscle memory at that point. Like, I know that this guy got a, like, like a short swing, a long swing, so... I know that if okay, this he I'm learning. I have to learn every, and that's 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 a telltale sign for good game design because you learn every fighter or person that you come up against every time. So it's never like you're not learning. You might get accustomed to it, but you're always learning something new. And I think that game design allows for the breadth for DLC. You get what I'm saying, like. Those types of games always have, uh, uh, if they're introducing a new enemy, you're introducing a new uh, layer of the combat. You're not just doing the same thing you used to do with the other one. It's very specific yeah. to that to that enemy. So it always makes like it's all, everything is refreshing. Everything is new. So when they bring something new, it's not. It doesn't feel like you're learning. The mechanics over you're just learning that timing on that character is like not on you and it's not on you to, to the the player to learn it's on them to introduce and you to adapt so it's, i think it's like a, um like you said that game can be played in a very simple fashion like yeah. prime example is the way i play I, I don't really change my weapons through the game all that type of stuff each weapon's got r1 r2 hold r2 mm-hmm. you might learn a weapon art stuff like that that's standard with every single thing. Um, other games, you play. All right, well, I did get to this point in the game, and they gave me this item where I had to use this to hack these different things and stuff like that. 
And then I have to time it. And then, but oh, I forgot I was supposed to equip this thing when I need to go through these type of door. It'd be all that type of stuff that you need to reconsider versus in, in Soulsborn or whatever, or Dark Souls All Stars or like Elden Ring. <laughs> you, you walk up to a new area. I still got my same gear on. And you like, all right, well, this dude can do this type of attack. And I still need to do the same thing that I've been doing since the beginning of this game. It ain't other stuff that you forget to equip and just how did i get yeah. these type of do- like that type of stuff you don't gotta do you don't gotta do none of that yeah it's it's really good game design it's it's like the the world itself is what's a what's 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 making you adapt and change but it is not a mechanic like you don't have to start to use a grapple hook you don't have to start using this thing to break down, you know, barriers, and you don't remember how. Like I remember, I was I went back to play Horizon, and it was one of those mechanics where you had to like press three op, three buttons to do a thing, and I never knew how to do it, and I was like, bro, I just I'm just stuck here. So I had to go look it up online and remember that this is a thing that was in this game that I can do to get past this point, and that is not good game design to me. It feels like I am, it it it. I don't want games to be oversimplified, and the, but there is like a certain amount of de- of of de- degree of things like like tool wise, tools, bro. Those should be automatic, and and if they're not automatic, it should be a pop up when it's when the tool is is necessary to be utilized, so you don't have to waste your time trying to figure it out. Like I've gotten through so many games through just good game design without having to feel like I'm. I'm having to relearn the mechanics over and over again. Like pray, pray to me. I can go back and play it again without feeling like I'm overwhelmed because a lot of the tools that you use and stuff like that, they're like weapons. So I don't know. It's like there's good game design and there's game design and there's bad game design. So um, I'm going on a tangent here. We were just talking about God of War and roguelikes, but um, overall, I think I hopefully I'll get the picture of what I'm trying to put down is that game design can force you to feel like it's a chore to go back to the game. Um, and that could, you know, cause you not to sell DLC that well. <laughs> uh, uh, but let's move on. Cause we've been talking about that for a little too long. Uh, let's move into Spider-Man two. Josh, you want to talk about the discourse online about what's been going on? <laughs> With Spider Man too, and the and the uh, the fla- what's the what's the flavor of the of the month for that? This would be a fun one. Yeah, um, it's mostly directed at the game of the we- game of the year award itself because Spider Man was nominated for a bunch of stuff, but it it didn't win anything at the game awards. Um, I think that the other games in other categories were pretty um, clear winners, but. For a lot of people online, they don't understand how Spider-Man couldn't win Game of the Year when it comes to like story, like you know the the quality of the acting, quality of the animations and the the camera work, uh, the combat, how fast and you know um, flashy it is, uh, and on the technical aspect as well, where the game looks really good, it's a very big world, and they got the seamless you know fast travel thing going on. So it, it's firing on what feels like all cylinders, but it didn't win anything compared to like Baldur's Gate 3, which did win Game of the Year, um, which is a slow, slow pace, turn based game, and people feel like something that you've seen before. So 
I, mo most of the discourse is just like, you know, look how trash this turn-based combat is for uh, Baldur's Gate 3. But Spider-Man, you can, you know, swing and throw throw cars and throw people and all these, like, animations and stuff. Personally, I I don't care. I didn't play either of those games. I do understand <laughs> how a lot of people don't like turn-based games. Like, I grew up playing, like, turn-based Final Fantasy games and stuff like that. And I remember a lot of people, a lot of my friends didn't like them because i don't know the 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 interesting part of the turn-based game combat is not the i guess watching it and you know it's more about the planning and the the long term like growing execution yeah the skills that you get yeah where spider-man personally i don't find spider-man's combat that interesting just because it's sort of you have a lot of flashy stuff that you can do but at the end of the day these are just like animations it's not yeah. like i'm i mean I, I won't say that the game is shallow because right? i've seen a lot of cool stuff that you can do in the game but it for the combat it feels like i'm just doing the these combos that put together big flashy animations but it's not me actually really getting creative with how i put together the combat whereas like Baldur's gate 3 is the perfect example of this is an rpg that basically is going to let you do anything that you want to in the combat, and it all works. Like you could throw a potion at your teammate and heal them, or you can throw a potion at the enemy, and how the game calculates its damage, the bottle will hit the enemy first and do like one damage, and then it will heal them. So if the enemy's got mm -hmm. one health, you can throw a potion at them and kill them with the bottle because the class will hit them, and it it won't heal them like games don't really go into that like level of granularity that it does that Baldur's Gate 3. So no matter what videos you look at, Spider-Man is always going to look flashier, but it doesn't have the same level of depth and like player creativity that you get out of Baldur's Gate 3. So that's the main discourse, but uh, mm -hmm. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of that for the rest of the year because uh, I think Sony fanboys are are, are big... <laughs> big part of the online community and they're very loud and uh they all got blue check marks on twitter so <laughs> yeah yeah you know, yeah a lot of it <laughs> yeah you are uh Jaylen, but, what's your yeah, take? i guess what y'all think uh <laughs> when it comes to i guess like you know the flashy triple a games versus like a turn-based game that you know is it, slower pace uh yeah no nah, i i agree with a lot of stuff that I said. I was, I was about to actually screenshot y'all or screenshot this post, but um, <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to screen record it basically. I know y'all be busy and stuff. Y'all probably won't see it, but uh, it literally is this post. It was like something about uh, what did it say? What did it say? My bad. It said seven awards or something like that. This game zero for seven for the awards or something. It had like Spider Man looking out the window or something like that. And then, um, so I'm like, all right, people mad about that, this, that, and the third. And then somebody literally commented, this part resonated. Deontay is like, get a PC, they the best console or something. It's best system and stuff like that. So I thought that was funny, and I was going to send it because Deontay was just literally talking about the PC stuff in the last podcast. And then they started going on as a war and stuff, but like, well, why would I want to play a game that got at zero for seven for awards? <laughs> I could just go play my PC 
And then people like, I didn't know the game awards determined if the game was good or not, or if it should be played and stuff like that. So that was just funny because it incorporated what Deontay said and then like the Spider-Man stuff. And basically people were saying the game trash because it ain't getting no awards and, you know, people hating on the game and all that type of stuff. And then you got the people who like, this game should have got this, that, and the third. But like Josh said, I mean, you RPG games, turn-based, that stuff wasn't as fun when I was younger in different types of games. Mm-hmm. But because the Spider-Man, you know, you got the action of combat, you doing all these, like, man, do you see did all that type of stuff? But it's like, how much new stuff, not saying that they didn't bring any new stuff, you kind of know what you're getting versus mm-hmm. if you go try to cut a game on like Baldur's Gate or something like that, if you do it, so you're like, all right, I'm getting a different experience instead of something that's identical to the previous game that I have played to some capacity. Similar like how Zelda is to like Breath of the Wild, like Tears of the Kingdom versus Breath of the Wild. They're not, we're not taking away that the game isn't good in certain aspects and stuff like that. It could be nines and stuff. It's just not 10 everywhere or it might not be 10 in that award. Like this game did something better in that aspect. So it's like, we seen the IGN score, like Spider-Man is a good game, but it ain't doing anything that's like groundbreaking where people just like, man, this game is just have to be game of the year. And I think a lot of people butthurt because they got a lot of investment. And then, I mean, they're cult, I mean, some or uh, people who adore Sony, like, you know, or adore the game. Even even your statement (laughs) about IGN reviews, even that statement is controversial because people don't even respect like these people that talk about games in regards to that. So like, even if you, if they got a 10 out of 10, somebody would say, Oh, look at this. This is, this is, this is shows you that this game is good. But at the same time, they will, if another game they don't like is the same way, like, oh, this game got 10 out of 10. That don't mean nothing. Now, that, that don't mean the game, these these people are bought. So it's like, you can't even say, look at like these reputable people that have, you know, time in the industry that have talk, could talk about games. You really have to just not talk about it online because everybody has their own opinion. They're strong in, in it in its base. Like like I said, we could talk about our game of the years, but my game of the year wasn't either one of those. And I'm fine with that. It didn't win any awards. It didn't like get the best reviews. It didn't do any of that. But it's my game of the year. So it's all from my perspective. So it it, it just feels as if um you have to either love Spider-Man 2 or, or and hate Barter's Gate 3 or vice versa. There's no in-between. And that's just not true. Like, I didn't play Spider-Man 2. I didn't play Barter's Gate 3. I now own Barter's Gate 3, but I haven't started it yet. But I have no distaste for Spider-Man. I just know that what I'm going to get when I play it, I'm not in that interested right now. I I could I just go play Batman that has you know a similar and I, I am playing through arkham asylum i just haven't finished it yet but it's just like there's there's this games out there that will that will that will scratch that itch that i'm kind of looking for when it comes to that game for far less money so i just don't find that that discourse online about how a game because their budget is strong and they have a lot of animations as josh stated should and deserves game of the year there's plenty of other games that are very tiny, very small. I mean, we obviously saw that it takes two beat and came game of the year last year or two years ago. Um, and I had a lot of fun with that one just with my wife. And it's it's like there's there's experiences and then there is these shoe ins and stuff like that. I think that a lot of people were expecting this shoe in to win, 
but then the experience of Baldur's Gate 3 is just well far overwhelming to to be ignored um you can play with all your friends you can kind of make decisions together and you can kind of like really mess up that game and it's all within house within that save states everything so it's not like you it's just uh it's just a totally different experience it's a totally different thing and and people when you don't understand it they just hate on it and that's just that it is what it is um it's crazy but that that is the truth um but i know you introduced this um josh anything uh anything else you want to ask or or no, I was just gonna say not to hate on Spider Man, but for me, I didn't expect it to win Game of the Year. I thought it would win some other stuff, but not Game of the Year, just because mm-hmm. that feels like the mass appeal game. Like it, this is the game with the broadest reach. It's kind mm-hmm. of the jack of all trades. Everybody and their grandma can enjoy Spider Man in, in some way. But when it comes to Game of the Year, not always, but those tend to be the games, I guess that. Um should be like a not not a's and everything but this this game is like an s in like this one thing and like nobody else can compete Mm -hmm. with it and Mm -hmm. i feel like those we don't always see a lot of those games but i feel like spider-man is not is not a s in in everything you know (laughs) no Uh, it it's pretty good at everything but yeah it's, it's not the most amazing game i've ever seen uh this year alone so yeah yeah okay well um let's wrap that up and let's move on to the biggest disappointment of the year and that is the day before um let's let's talk about scams we know them don't we Jalen? <laughs> we know what a scam looks like we know uh we got bad actors you know leave good fat maybe you receive goods maybe you don't leave good feedback we understand what a scammer is scam likely um so we get it and i could i could have deduced this was a scam probably around the third or fourth uh comment from the developers in regards to how constantly they were talking about um the discourse online versus actually showing the game the constant changes to the release date the constant um interruptions or um we couldn't get our licensing for this but now we're just going to put it on steam there's there was so many red flags that went off for me in regards to this game that it was ridiculous and i think everybody caught on wind to it there was not like one person out there that really believed this game was going to be truly fantastic outside of the what's their name fantastic is that the developer um they're the only ones that kind of believed in their lies um and also the 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 the, the volunteers but the game came out and it came out in probably one of the worst states of a game could ever come out they had like little little to no servers and they would fill up fairly pretty quickly um a lot of the mechanics there was no real like there was no real um hit detection in the game there was no real physics no real animations like you could really just clip through any and everything you can clip through the zombies there was a lot of just large issues with the game um probably the biggest thing was the fact that they just literally had no servers and the game with was empty 
and they pretended as if this was supposed to be an MMO, but then they tried to um, delete everything that showed that this game was what it was supposed to be. So they deleted a lot of the first initial trailers. They did deleted a lot of the initial um, posts. They tried to scrub for all of the MMO um, statements that they shown. Um, and then the developer just started making very, very, very um, revealing statements about their game. We're very proud of it. We 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 wanted to put our, to let them know we put our heart and soul into this. We're they literally they literally said we're not scammers. Stop calling us that. So this is this is um this is a company that has I don't know how long have they been out. They had like a couple of games, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But they have had games in the past come out. Um, and for you to come out in this state and in this blatant like lies is kind of just telling. And like I said, it was a it was a huge scam. Um, they obviously didn't. They can't do anything with the money that they earned. So they obviously given it back. It would be too many lawsuits. Um, more than likely, they are going to get some type of. Uh, some of their backers or some of their um, individuals that actually paid for funding this game, they might come after them. Um, obviously, it felt like they had to just put something out to showcase they tried. Um, but this is something that could get them in some financial trouble. I have seen that they also have changed their name of the company to to make it seem as if we are going to forget that they're not the same company so there's a lot going on here and it's still developing but um we know scams right guys i mean what was your first sign that this was probably not going to be the greatest thing um i mean for me it seemed like a scam from day one because the whole not day like, before well one <laughs> nah, just <laughs> <laughs> From the day before, yeah. The, it's supposed to be like a Last of Us style game, but it's online, it's an MMO, and pretty much for the longest time, all they had were like screenshots, and they just talked about yep. the game. And they're like, okay, we're going to drop a trailer next week, everybody be ready for it, Monday morning, and then Monday morning come around, oh, um, yeah, we, we couldn't get our <laughs> license in for something, or blah, blah, blah. So we can't drop the trailer. Uh, we, we'll bring it out in a couple months. Like, okay. Um, it, even if it was incompetence, that that's you know stupid. But that seemed like you don't actually have anything. Like at first, I didn't think it was anything. Like you don't have a product. You just want people to give you money. Um, and then I and then they was like, okay, for real, this time we're gonna drop the trailer. And then they didn't. And then the third time, yeah, for real, for real, we're going <laughs> to drop the trailer. And they did. And it looked trash. And it looked like this is what people are hyped for. Um, <laughs> so anyways, I think the whole point is that they, for a while, they probably didn't have a product. And they maybe they were struggling. Maybe the money was all spent from day one. Um, but they were trying to put something together to put out. And they finally did. It was on Steam for 24 hours and they pulled it down and now people getting refunded and the company is closed. So it, it's like the biggest like shit show for it, like a company that, you know, I guess if you're trying to scam, I feel like they they should have then ran off with the money. But I don't know why you 
went this I, far and then the spider <laughs> spider senses were tingling i think they i think they honestly had some obligations to show something from the money they're backing or whatever and they had to do something so they did this um i guess but then like you look at like scams and like you look at cryptocurrency and stuff like they the those scammers they get millions of dollars then they run off to cuba somewhere mm-hmm. and then like disappear and it's like i i don't know if maybe it is co- incompetence with this company i think that they should be sued regardless uh but it feels like it, it just feels weird like why follow through with something that you know you can't deliver on especially if you are planning to scam you know yeah, I, 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 yeah, I think, like I said, I think there was some obligations there. But what you're saying is, yeah, if there was even obligations, I still would have ran off with it. It wasn't matter because at this point, I already know I'm not really delivering what I was supposed to deliver. It 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 could be a combination of like of of all, you know, like there was incompetence. They thought that they could deliver something that they couldn't, and now in order for them to continue to move forward with a new game, they have to put something out so people can stop talking about this one, so that they can finally close this chapter. They said we tried, it didn't work. The servers were bad. We couldn't get enough time. The backlash was too much. There's a reason, multiple reasons now that they had that they had to shut the shutter the company. And this could allow them to weasel out of a lawsuit. So there's plenty of like valid reasons on why you would put out a crap game versus not putting anything out at all because you're liable for a lot more. Um, but I'm not no lawyer. All I can tell you is that there's some liability in behind a product being promised and not being delivered. They delivered something. So I don't know if there's still stipulations around it was only in early access. If there was like no PlayStation, you told me it was going to be on these multiple consoles and you only dropped it on this one. And that there's some negotiation could be played there. I don't know. All I know is, is that they deliberately lied about the type of product that they were going to be putting out. They deliberately lied about the timing and how fast they had and what timing they had on like the love development, they clearly lied on what type of game it was going to be. They clearly asset flipped. They clearly um, did not do the maintenance or the, the the recon to kind of make the game good. They clearly lied on a lot of different things. So why not continue to to keep the ball rolling, keep lying, keep saying that we putting out, we're putting our sweat and tears in here, and put out the most generic gameplay we've seen in years. And shut it down and then now there's there's you know deniability there so um i think there was a play for something we don't know yet but uh we have figured it out i think the internet is very smart i think they're intelligent and i think they're going to find out what these guys were up to but the day before in itself biggest scam of 2023 for sure um what are what else anything add on that before we move on um nah <laughs> nah yeah you gotta leave maybe it see product maybe you don't <laughs> leave the please, leave, please leave back you know i think i think we gotta let that dust settle man i think i think even talking about it gives it more power than it should have i think that's just it's a distaste to like real gamers people that actually want to put in the time developers i mean to put in the time to make a real game it's like yeah 
And I seen Daisy and Russ was was making fun of him too, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, let's move on here. Let's get to the next topic. All right, all right. So let's talk about um, Lego Fortnite. Um, to me, Lego Fortnite can le legitimately be a contender to take down or at least compete with uh, Minecraft. I'm not a big Minecraft guy. I'm not a big Fortnite guy. But I am a nice, I'm a pretty decent Lego guy. I like Legos. I, I'm a big kid in that, in that degree. And they have like pre-built things that you can go in there and make. And you can like have a world where people can come and you can like have a shared world between friends and you can invite people in and onto your server. I think it's 10 people that you can do um, or something like that. But yeah, you can like have a shared world with your friends and you can build stuff out. Um, I love Legos. Like, I mean, that's my favorite. It's like one of my favorite things that I used to be able to kind of create and just build on my own is just like little Legos. I never had like a full large set. I mean, obviously, we were we weren't the, the most um, we weren't the richest family. But when I was able to get some like little toys or something like that, I would always you know go for some Legos or something like that to put together. So. um yeah, I mean, it, it, it hit a it hit a note in me because I was like, OK, this is just another thing where they give you some skins for Lego. But then they said as a world and then I saw the world and I saw that it was like really nice looking. <laughs> so and it's a survival game and you could just go into creator mode and there's pretty much everything you can. I don't want to say everything you can do in Minecraft because there's a lot you can do in Minecraft. This is I don't want to I don't want to put that out there on myself to make me sound ignorant. But Lego Fortnite has a lot more to it than just being a spinoff for another, you know, you know, trademark thing that they got in their game. Now, I think this is a, a value add for the creatives out there that didn't want to play Fortnite, but have some interest in the Fortnite world. Maybe if I got a little bit of skins, because most of their skins transitioning into the Lego Fortnite world where you can like you put those on and they they actually um transferred over so i think this is a very smart move i don't know how long it lasts i don't know what what it what it what all it entails um but i know for a fact this has gotten me more intrigued in the last seven days than i've ever been for Fortnite over the last two three years so um they did something right i just it just it is it's finally coming to it's finally coming to a head that I can understand that Fortnite is more than just it's a universe. That's the first time it clicked for me. Whereas like this is a freaking universe where they can literally continue to build into it. And it's I think this is their first wave of the universe, you know, where they add stuff to it. So um, it's very early on in the stages. I think it can expand to be more. But um, what are your thoughts? Um, Jalen and Josh on first, well, Lego Fortnite. Um, so yeah, Lego Fortnite is, yeah, I was surprised too about how, uh, the quality of it, like, you know, mm -hmm. Fortnite has a lot of, uh, creative modes has already existed. Um, uh, this, it seemed like they actually built a basically built a Lego game like a separate Lego game, you know, like Lego Star Wars and stuff inside of Fortnite. 
And that's mm-hmm. surprising because that's a big commitment on like both their ends. Like, it's not just a collaboration or, or a partnership. Like this is an actual video game that they put in there. Uh, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that because even this week they've shown off other um, games where Fortnite itself is not a game anymore. Well, well um, let me rephrase that. The, the CEO, their, their plan for Fortnite is Fortnite is just not a game anymore. Fortnite is a platform. Fortnite is their metaverse thing. It's, it's a platform. So instead of having a Lego collaboration where we, you're going to play Lego characters and jump into Battle Royale, no, we're going to take Lego and put it in our game. And this is a completely separate game with different mechanics, different well, put Everything. it on our platform. Uh-huh. Yeah, you said put it on our game. Put it put it on our platform, as in Fortnite, the platform. Yeah, yeah, Fortnite, the platform. Uh, yeah. You know, kind of Fortnite. It's a is a is a store. It's a launcher now, and yeah. everything is shared between it. Um, we we gonna transfer your old skins over into the Lego skins for no extra cost. Um, you know, which is actually pretty cool. Um, so that being said, the Lego Fortnite of its own looks very fun. I haven't played a lot of the Lego games, uh, just a little bit of like Lego Star Wars, but I wanted to play a Lego game at some point because I, I do like Lego and I do like maybe for this, this is like a co-op game where you can have like adventures with your friends. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it this would stick uh, for us more because I think outside of Minecraft, like Minecraft is successful because it has its like core mode where you can build anything and stuff like that. Um, but the other spinoff games have been okay, but I'm not really interested in like, I guess the Minecraft characters and aesthetic and stuff like that that much. So like having the Lego version, I might be more interested into it. So, uh, this being a free addition for Fortnite is I think very, very big. And as far as I can tell, it's not ever going to go away or, you know, at least for a couple of years, cause it's, you know, a game inside of a game. Uh, so it should be for there for a while. They also announced uh, Rocket Racing, which is Rocket League, um, but it's like a, a racing game, like Mario Kart. Um, but that's also just launched within Fortnite. <laughs> so, so far, they, they've got two separate games inside of Fortnite that you can play if you don't care about the Battle Royale stuff. Uh, I think that's. Um, a big commitment, a big idea for the business. And if anybody could be successful at it, then maybe it's epic. But oh, I guess we'll see the long-term ramifications eventually. Like, is this actually going to make a successful Fortnite platform that people are just constantly coming back to to, like, spend more money? Yep. And um, that's the, that, that's my thought on around it. And, and um it's, it's truly like now I can tell what the universe is going to look like with the rock band, with the rocket racing. Um, there's plenty of things. And yeah, the rocket, rocket racing yeah, looks yeah. really fun, too. It's just like there's plenty of things I don't have to engage on in Fortnite anymore, but I can play within that realm of, you know, all that platform and like the creativity behind it because it is all just creative. So um, it's just interesting to be able to do that. And that's why I was talking about the peripherals that might add. Uh, what's your thoughts on Fortnite, Jalen? You think they're the most um, innovative, or what are your thoughts on like those just universe stuff? Um, 
do I think they're the most innovative right now? Uh, I don't know if I say the most innovative. Um, I think they they expanding a lot. I have to really, really think about that. But they they definitely expanding a lot. I'm kind of somebody told me Fortnite was gonna be the way it is. You know, when was we playing the Wiz at Tilted Towers? What 2017, 18? Yeah. Um, somebody said five. You know, five, four to six years down the line, this is what Fortnite gonna be, and they're gonna be expanded this much, and be biting off everything without shame and stuff like that. <laughs> I wanna believe it, but I mean, I mean, they they feats and stuff is truly incredible, and I mean, and like you said, the way they're expanding this stuff like that, I mean, it's it's it's, it's almost giving a, a a platform, um, for something for everybody within that platform. I should say, um, maybe not everybody, but. It's opening up for a lot of different people and stuff like that because back then it was that sweaty game where, you know, people build a five star hotel Wi Fi in two seconds and you just like, well, um, but now it's something for everybody and they got a lot of uh, innovation and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm impressed. Well, I tap into it. I mean, I could, uh, if it's something that's worthwhile that incorporates, uh, incorporates all of us, then I mean, sure. But I mean, last time I was playing it, maybe like, a little over a year ago or something like that. I mean, I wasn't like too, too pleased though. So yeah, it's cool though. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna try to see if I can yeah, run around like uh, Lego Goku, but I mean, you know, that's about it. it it's, it's, I feel like I'm gonna have fun on the creative side more than anything, like building my base, trying to survive the night, uh, situations and then kind of building out the little pre pre-built things that they have in there that you can build. But if you go find the resources, I think doing that stuff with friends is fun, but at the same time, I know that that's not the games that we normally play. So I'm going to just play it for myself, the creative stuff, and then if y'all join, y'all can join my world, and that's easy. You know, I don't have to do much. I don't, I don't have to prep y'all for it. It's just really joining my world, see what the heck I've been building. And then if you don't want to play it ever again, you don't have to. It's like, it's, it's, not, it's no real commitment because i don't need y'all to play it i just need uh it would be interesting to see how a shared space like that can be um manipulated by everybody because everybody can start something different it's not like we gotta gotta be doing the same thing it's just a shared space so interesting go ahead josh i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off oh no I, i was just saying i forgot about that uh rock band um mode as well so yeah, yeah i think it's very interesting that epic is going to keep doing like i'll put it this way like there are a lot of people that love fortnite and then there's a lot of people that don't care about it but they're going to keep adding adding more and more stuff to it to where it's going to get to a point where you not have to play fortnite but it's like you don't have to touch the battle royale you don't have to touch any of that but we got something for everybody and you're going you're going to get on our platform whether you like it or not Oh like, yeah, they, they, they're, they're gonna yeah. definitely they ripping off everything. They're gonna probably Fortnite sports. You don't think they're gonna have some peripherals where you can be playing like a Wii? Like that is the that is the go to. I don't I don't see them not doing that. Like those little games <laughs> like that where you can play online and and have like a like peripherals that they can sell you to connect to your consoles and on their platform. Technically, um, yeah, like they can even make your phone, but that's crazy. I wouldn't do my phone, but they can do like certain technology things to make that work. So, yeah, and all these anime game collaborations they got wouldn't surprise me. They put a um, 
a arena fighter in there, an anime yeah. arena fighter. Oh yeah, and take all the skins, and you can play how you want to play. Like they have so much; it's unlimited, bro. Like they have the they Epic Games. Everybody is using the Unreal Engine. Like that is a epic. They have the leverage to say, okay, y'all using our assets, y'all using this stuff. It give you a better discount. We could do this. We can do that to make you give you better splits. That's why you're trying to make their platform so good. I don't like it because they are technically trying to become a monopoly on their own. Um, but I think that they have the more muscle to make their reality come true. I mean, their their dreams come true, you know, turn into reality. Um, but yeah, it could it, 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 it could get spooky out here, Jalen. They could have everything in there. That you, you might have to play it. And they, they start teaming up with uh, Dark Souls and put some Bloodborne stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can still wear you can still wear your Goku skin going around smacking. Uh, you can go fight. Uh, oh, what's his name? Godric. Godric. Yeah. It, it it's just it's just like silly stuff like that. I think that they they have the avenue to pull off because they 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 already showed us in three separate drops. Like this is their like what chapter? What what's the name? This ain't this is like their big one for the year. But they dropped three things in that. They dropped the Rock Band. They dropped Rocket Racing, and they dropped Lego Fortnite. They didn't have to split that up. They said we drop in three. So you know they got some stuff in the tuck. It's just you know it's gonna be what it is. Um, but we've we've ran out of time. Unfortunately, I had a few other things I want to talk about, even with Epic um, versus Google. You know, them, them actually getting that win. But we're going to have to table that for next time. Uh, but I do appreciate you guys getting here to this point. If you got here, you're the real OG, as always. I appreciate you guys listening and enjoying it. Um, if you do want to find this in a on YouTube, you can follow me at BCD Universe. That's where I put all the House of Wolves podcast up. Um, I do stream there also as well. So if you want to check out a stream, I'm usually streaming from. 10 30 to 12 at night eastern standard time so uh check it out if you're interested but i like i said i really do appreciate you guys listening um i mean i am checking those numbers that we are growing so i appreciate you guys coming back and taking it and, and, and enjoying the content we're putting out so i want to make sure we keep getting better for you um but yeah anything you guys want to say to the people before we get up out of here uh yeah actually i was just gonna because it's just news now i was gonna say uh rest in peace to andre brauger uh he's the captain captain ray halt from brooklyn 99 he passed away today uh, really uh, yep a lot of black actors this year passed away uh but yeah that, that's all uh wow rest in peace. Uh, yeah i like this character a lot uh yeah <laughs> Dang, I did like him too. And it is like the more, the more um, dominant. Like it's like a lot of our 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 our, our very prominent black uh, dad like. (laughs) uh, I don't want to say dad like, but they're like individuals that just like you know. That's unfortunate. Yeah, there's not a lot of. You know, there's not a lot of black actor successful black actors in general that we see a lot in media but especially the older ones you know like denzel washington things like that people who aren't 
you know, been around for a while and they, mm-hmm. you know, younger actors look up to them uh, and they pass away and pre- actually pretty young because he, Andre was 61. And like, I think, um, yeah, a, a couple of the actors that passed away recently were, yeah, early 60s, late 50s. So, you know, it's still pretty, really early. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and I was I was I was talking to my wife about this not even that long ago, dude. Like honestly, like two days ago, and we were like, "Why is there a lot of um, British black actors?" And I said, "And I was like, well, our American ones." I said, "I feel like America has never given us the opportunity to 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 to, to like study the arts." I think we are very destined for a certain particular lifestyle or life. And the arts is just not in us in a lot of ways where we we can even break. Even if we do want to participate in that, breaking a black man as an actor is so difficult to me. It feels like there is like like there's this stigma that we just we don't have that the capability. And I I, I was I was I was at, at one point. You know, tying it to just our the struggle and like the ability to, to for us to even be able to pursue those types of opportunities and pursue that type of thing. Like I wouldn't even know where to start to tell my my dad or my dad's dad that I wanted to pursue the arts. Like I wouldn't know where to start with that. Yeah. And and um, so I guess it was a, like a combination of just not having the ability, not that being the re- you know our our how not that being what we perceive ourselves as um, not having the ability. And then on top of that, um, you know, just the stigmas around and things that we, we just can't do it. So nobody that even is performing in that or are doing well can get those opportunities. Cause a lot of them are British actors or from the UK or they're just a lot and we yeah, don't even know think... it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, there is a, you know, Black people in in Europe also have their own struggles, but I think that it, it's part of the culture. There's a it's a lot more opportunities to just get into art. There are more art yeah. schools, you know. Maybe they're more affordable, uh, things like that. So even if you are a a lower income person from in the in Europe, um, you may have more opportunities. Where in the U.S., it it gets very difficult, especially when you want to be an uh, an actor, but you're from you know, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, you got to go out to California, you got to go out to New York, and it's very difficult. Yeah, it's like to based on their culture versus find ours. a, yeah, the culture in Cleveland, Ohio to build up actors that you would, would need. Cause I mean, you probably should start from a, yeah, as a child if you want to be a successful actor. So, you know, uh, yeah, I think culturally yeah there's a there's a lot missing here in the u.s as well as the the black experience as well yeah and he was an american actor but well rest in peace um that is sad but um i, I think uh, he did add a lot of value to um to the to cinema so i appreciate that but 61 is very young <clears throat> Um, but yeah. All right. Well, I, I, again, I appreciate you guys listening to this point and I want to thank you for um, sticking around. So, um, we will, we will catch you all next week with more topics, more things to discuss. Like I said, follow us 
Um, well, you can't follow the the, the House of War podcast because I haven't made a, a Twitter for it or nothing yet. <laughs> but you can follow me, and I, I post all that good jazz. So BCD Universe everywhere, TikTok, you know, the Twitch, YouTube, Blase Blase, Twitter X, yeah, all that. So uh, thanks for uh, listening, and we will talk to you all next week. Peace.